0: Welcome to The Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of The Crystal Pain Show. We're going to tackle a topic today. That is one that I've gotten a lot of questions about, and it's just a little bit controversial. So I should warn you that if you don't like hot button topics, you might just want to skip this one, actually.
1: Or cold brew button topics. (laughs) Or hot
0: topics, if you just don't like hot topics. No. We're going to talk about why I stopped drinking coffee. And let me be clear. Jesse still drinks coffee. Jesse is a big advocate of coffee. And I believe that not everyone needs to stop drinking coffee. I'm just going to share my own personal experience, my personal story, and I'm not going to try to convince you that you should stop drinking coffee. But maybe my story will cause you to think about if coffee is serving you, or possibly coffee is actually. What's the opposite of serving
1: you? Well, and, and honestly, to me, we can get into this as we discuss it, but I think it's a lot broader question of you just not drinking coffee. It's the effects caffeine has on your system. Yes. It's not just coffee in particular.
0: But caffeine, mostly caffeine in general. But before we do that, first off, Jesse, you had a pretty exciting weekend.
1: Yeah, we, we had a great weekend. We uh, ran our first Spartan race as a family. That was a lot of fun.
0: And by we, and as a family, I should say...
1: Everybody but you.
0: Yes. I did not run the Spartan race. Although, I did see a woman that I was quite confident was pregnant. Noticeably pregnant. And she had on the finisher shirt. So, I I don't know what went down there. Did you
1: actually see her on the course? I didn't
0: see her on the course. So, maybe she was just wearing someone's shirt. I don't know. But... Well, let me just say that I could not have done what you all did because it was a pretty intense course. It was not not you said not the same level as a tough Mudder, which I've done
1: no I? no no, I wouldn't say
0: the same length
1: it was definitely shorter,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: the same number of obstacles. It was not as much water and not as much mud,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I appreciated
0: and so it was it 20 obstacles
1: It was about 20 yep. Yeah.
0: And three about miles? Three,
1: I think it was more towards four miles.
0: Okay. And it took you guys, what, about an hour and a half to do that? Yeah,
1: it was about an hour and a half.
0: So you're just faster than I am with the Tough Mudder because the Tough Mudder is 10 miles and it took us a little less than four hours to do the last time we did it together.
1: Yeah, definitely ran more this time than I did on the Tough Mudder because it was shorter.
0: And I heard that Catherine was and pushing Catherine you a little did bit.
1: Amazingly. <laughs> Yeah. She
0: came in before you, so mm-hmm. Silas was waiting. I was in this shaded area sitting in a chair because I'd done a lot of walking, and I said, just go wait, and when you see them coming, you come call- holler for me, and I'm going to bring my phone, and I'm going to take pictures and video, because we couldn't go far on the course, mm-hmm. and we had gone to look for you, couldn't find you, so I'm like, I'm just going to sit here. Anyway, so he-, he said, they're coming, they're coming, wait, it's just Catherine. <laughs> Where's Dad? It's just Catherine's ahead of Dad, and so yeah,
1: she finished about five minutes before I did.
0: So she just it was she was so psyched up about it. And oh, she, she did had great a blast. Yeah,
1: there there was a let's see about a fifteen to twenty foot rope climb that she did. I know that she had said there was a guy that was there and helped her with that because this was after she ran ahead of me. There was a sandbag. Lift basically is a kind of a, a pulley system. Pulley was probably about 40 feet in the air, and you had to pull a sandbag up and hit the pulley. She did that. And then uh, she did uh, the bucket carry. Buckets were probably about 50 pounds, I think. Wow. Um, and, she's, and it's about she's 200, a small little girl. 200 meters. Yeah. She did the sandbag stair climb. So mm-hmm. that was about 20 pound sandbag for girls up four flights, or four floors, not necessarily four flights of stairs. We missed the spear throw. We had to do burpees on that one. Um, They
0: only gave you one opportunity to do it?
1: Yeah, we only had one opportunity to do each one, and then if we failed the obstacle, we did burpees. So I think we both only did like 45 total burpees.
0: That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Great job. And then Silas and Caitlin did the kids Spartan race, which was a one mile. I don't know how many obstacles it was. I didn't count all of them, but they did a great job. And all of you guys had such a blast doing it. And it was fun to just get to be a spectator Mm -hmm. and to just go and watch. Because if I wasn't pregnant, I would really want to be out there doing it. But it was fun to just be like, this is my job. I just get to take pictures and videos and... I loved getting to watch you all just go out there and push yourself and do things that were hard and challenging and, you know, kind of confront fears and overcome them. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. What is saving my life this week? Actually, I planned to share this and then I realized, well, it goes right along with our topic of quitting coffee, but I didn't plan that intentionally. And that is Mint Majesty Tea. This is a tea that Starbucks sells, and it has been such a gift to me, especially in the last few weeks, as I have wanted to drink something warm, but very little warm drinks have sounded good to my queasy stomach. So Mint Majesty Tea with honey and cream has hit the spot, and I have been drinking at least two large mugs of it every single day. You can get it from Starbucks, but you can also get it online. And I think probably any mint tea would be great. I actually had another kind of mint tea that I already had though, and it it didn't taste quite as good. So maybe it's just in my head or maybe the mint majesty tea just really is fantastic, but it's been hitting the spot for me and giving me something to really enjoy. And it kind of takes away the queasiness while I'm drinking it, which mint is supposed to actually be good with that. Mm-hmm. So, so I've been grateful for that. And we'll link to that in the show notes. I also finished a book, which was a pretty big accomplishment because it's a very thick book, but I was determined to get through it because it was one that really, I just, I couldn't stop reading it. It was such a worthwhile read, and it is called The Only Plane in the Sky, An Oral History of 9-11, and it's by Garrett M. Graff. I had read an article that you had sent me mm-hmm. months and months ago. I think it was actually a year ago, around 9-11, you you'd sent me this article that had been published, and it was just chronicling the following President Bush and the people that were around him on the day of September 11th. And what transpired that day and kind of to what it was like to be on Air Force One mm-hmm. and with the president that day. And it's very different than kind of what we would envision because technology just wasn't as advanced at all as it is now. But this book takes that concept of only telling the story through the voices of people who experienced it. There's no really extra dialogue at all. He puts it together in this very concise and chronological order and tells so many different stories from so many different perspectives, but he does it in a way I thought that I would get lost. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't remember which person is which and all of that. And sometimes it didn't really matter, but I loved that each of them were telling it from their experience. And he talks at the beginning of the book how some of the experiences of the same exact thing were experienced in different ways, people's recollection of it or what they actually experienced and felt was very different. And Mm -hmm. he kind of kept it in there that way because he said, not every, you know, not one person is going to have the full perspective. And so it was just, it was very well done, well-written, very worthwhile read. I did hear from some different people that they said it was very hard for them to read. So I think if you're a real feeler, which I am not. I'm more of a thinker. Um, But if you're a real feeler, it might be something that could be triggering. Or if 9-11 is something that has a very personal connection, you lost someone that you knew or something like that, it could be triggering. But I felt like it was just something that... I'm so grateful to have read it because it gave me a different perspective on the whole day to think what would it would be like to walk in the shoes of so many different mm-hmm. people who experienced it from all the different places and angles. Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I've heard an interview from the author that wrote the book and just the stories that he was able to tell and the anecdotes were amazing. Yes. So
0: that's The Only Plane in the Sky, An Oral History of 9-11 by Garrett M. Graf, and we will link to that in the show notes. So why I stopped drinking coffee? When I have talked about this online or mentioned it to people in real life, I always get kind of these shocked looks. Yeah, why? (laughs) Like, why would you do that? What are you thinking? Are you insane? Have you lost your mind? Let me give you a little bit of background. So, I started working with this nutritionist. I believe this was three years ago, if I am doing my calculations correctly. I think it was. Three, I think it was three, three years, years, years ago. ago. Mm-hmm. Started working with a nutritionist because I was having some different health issues. Mostly, it was skin-related issues, um, acne, eczema, that was just really causing me to have a lot of pain, a lot of discomfort. My Hands in my face would break out and bleed and crack. And we don't need to go into all the details, but let's just say it was very uncomfortable. A lot of times, waking me up in the night from the itching and all of that. So, I really wanted to try to find a natural way to be able to address this because I know that skin is oftentimes related to your gut, it's related to what's going on inside. And I'd been to a dermatologist so many times, I'd used all the creams, I was taking medication, and the medication that had side effects. And so I'd heard from someone online who had used this dermatologist and she said, I didn't actually use it for skin issues, but because of eating on this plan, my skin cleared up. So I thought, Hey, it's worth a try. It's not going to hurt anything. So I contacted him and it was one where it was a long distance sort of thing. And he did kind of an assessment. And then he said, okay, here's where I want you to start. And we're going to start in phase one. And phase one was this detox. And because I didn't need to lose weight, it was going to be a really short phase one. And then I was going to move on to phase two, which I would be able to add in some more different types of foods. And then that I would stay in that phase for probably a few months and then move on to phase Mm -hmm. three and then phase four. So, one of the things that he said, I remember on our first phone call, he was like, so there's going to be seven different things that you're going to need to give up. And he listed off what they were. And none of them were things that I really cared about. It was stuff that I wouldn't eat anyway or drink. So I was like, mm, that doesn't really matter to mm-hmm. me. But I remember he got to coffee and I was like, hold up, hold up. no, Can I do your program and still drink coffee? Because I don't, I can't give up coffee. Coffee is is life. And he's like. If you're going to do my program, you have to follow it and you have to give up coffee. And the thought of giving up coffee was very scary to me. And I realized it become such a ritualistic thing for me mm-hmm. to, to start my day with my cup of coffee. It was just this sort of centering thing for me and to think of, well, get up and do what? Like, what do you do if you don't have your cup of coffee? But I didn't want to back out because I was already this far in. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to do it. What's it going to hurt? I And honestly, I felt like I'm going to prove him wrong. This isn't going to work because I tried so many other things in the past, so many different diets and eating plans and all that. And none of it had ever cleared up my skin. Well, I started in. And I will tell you that going cold turkey in all these areas is really hard. So the first few days, I could drink a lot of water. He recommended that I was supposed to drink at least a gallon of water a day. And I think I had three other things that I could eat. And they were all basically disgusting things. But I did it and it was hard. I am not here to tell you, oh my goodness, it was so amazing. I gave up coffee and it was the most amazing thing. It was awful. I laid on the couch I complained. I sent him emails and I said, This is awful. Why do I have to do this? I mean, I was a grump. And (laughs) I had a terrible headache. And I was sleeping though for like ten hours. Maybe because I didn't have anything else to do. But also No, maybe
1: because you didn't have caffeine flowing through your system. Yeah.
0: And so for the first week I slept and slept and slept and slept. And had this terrible headache. It was just if you've ever tried to go off coffee and it's something that you have drank every day of your, you know, of your life for years and drank at least two cups a day, you will usually get a terrible, terrible headache. And it's this, I, I can't even describe the amount of headache, but it was, it, it's the kind like where you just want to take a knife and you want to cut your head open because you feel like that's going to give you some relief. Hmm. So the first week was terrible. But by about day 8, I noticed that the symptoms were subsiding some. And by about day 10, I noticed, you know what, I am surviving without coffee. Like, in the sense of that I wasn't utterly miserable. And I also had gotten to, I had made it to phase 2 and gotten to add in some more foods. And so it wasn't just feeling, like, horrible. And by about 3 or 4 weeks... I started to really notice that I was feeling so much more calm. Hmm. And I began to notice that I just had more energy and I just felt more rested and I wasn't anxious. And I had struggled with anxiety for years of my life. I'd had panic attacks and just lived in kind of constant fear of so many different situations, so many different things. And just there was this tightness in my chest so much of the time, but then also it would be irritability. I would kind of lash out. I would just just kind of get out of control oftentimes Mm -hmm. when my anxiety would really rise. I wasn't feeling any of that anymore. It was like just this peace, this calmness. And I didn't feel jittery. And I was sleeping so much better. I still wanted coffee. It was weeks and honestly months it took before I got to the place where I didn't crave coffee. Mm-hmm. I didn't, when I would smell it, I didn't want it really badly. But the, the effects of not drinking it were so worth it mm-hmm. that I was like, I, I can't drink coffee anymore. And there's two times in the last three years that I've had a little sip of something that had coffee in it. And both of those times, I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And both of those times, I have gotten a headache. And then any time that I have had something that had a lot of caffeine in it since then, which has only been a few times because I'm so careful now. Mm -hmm. Like if I will have green tea or something where I've, I've drank some things that I didn't realize they had green tea in them. And I become super jittery.
1: You notice right off the bat.
0: And it's like my heart is racing and I'm really jittery. And the few times it's happened, I was like, what is going on? And then I'll say, wait, what was in this drink that I just drank? So I've gotten really careful about what kinds of drinks I drink because I realized that caffeine affects me so much. And Mm -hmm. I think some of it has to do with the fact that I'm a highly sensitive person. And so I think that my body is naturally more sensitive to things like caffeine. Where some people, like you, caffeine doesn't seem to affect you much at all. Although you were telling me this morning that you actually noticed that it has some Mm -hmm. effect on you. I
1: I had gotten to a point where coffee would not affect me at all. And I could Mm -hmm. drink a cup of coffee before going to bed and sleep like a baby. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just because I was drinking it so much, my body kind of had a... Was used to it. Mm -hmm. So here... well. Probably the beginning of the year, I'd focus more on drinking more water, and so I wanted to decrease my coffee intake and focus more on water. Well, the effect of that was to really jumpstart my system and basically made it more sensitive to caffeine. Mm -hmm. So what I've found now is I can only drink some coffee in the morning, probably... Cut off is probably about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. If I drink anything after 3, 4 o'clock, it affects how I sleep. So if I want to stay up later in the evening, you know, we have a flight or something like that, I'll drink it in the afternoon. But if I want to sleep well, I just have to stick it to the morning.
0: Well, and for me, I think sleep and coffee are so interconnected. And that's the thing that I realized that I wasn't aware of until I stopped drinking it. Mm-hmm. That... I thought, oh, I'm so amazing. I can function on five and a half or six hours of sleep, no problem. I was functioning. I was surviving, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't thriving. I was almost always tired. And I realized that coffee, the caffeine, was masking my need for more sleep. Because now I know that I need to consistently get seven hours of sleep. And honestly, when I'm pregnant, it's more like seven and a half to eight hours of sleep consistently, or I don't feel well. So all of these health issues that I was having were somewhat connected to me not getting enough sleep, the anxiety, all of that. Like that affects your health Mm -hmm. a lot. Your body breaks down when you're not getting enough rest because rest is when your body repairs itself. Mm -hmm. And if you're constantly in the state of anxiety, your body is not repairing itself either. And so taking out coffee, in addition to other things that I did, drinking more water, I started drinking a gallon of water every day. And I noticed that that really has affected my skin as well. And so all of my skin issues almost completely cleared up as well, working with this nutritionist. And I was able to go through the entire program and actually graduate from phase four. So it was really cool. And today I eat fairly normally. I mean, I still eat healthfully. I'm careful about what I eat, but I'm not on this strict diet protocol. And I have not had at all the health issues that I used to have. And the other thing for me has been, I'm not taking any medication.
1: Well, I was thinking while you were saying that, I think that's around the time you also got off of your 5-HTP.
0: I got off all my meds. I was was taking 5-HTP for the anxiety, which I had been taking since Silas was born. Mm -hmm. I was taking medicine for allergies. So prescription for allergies, no over-the-counter for allergies. And then I was taking prescription for eczema and acne. And all of that, I was able to get off and I've never had to go back. And the allergies one has been the most amazing to me. And I don't think that's necessarily coffee related. I think it was kind of healing my gut, but I've always had pretty severe allergies and then they got really bad about 10 years ago, and I had chronic rhinitis where I could not breathe out of my nose at mm-hmm. all for three months. I had to go to the ENT, do a lot of multiple treatments and things. And so then I was always taking allergy meds and I would get so triggered by any little thing and then go into this, you know, allergy, asthma attack. And I have not experienced any of that. I'm so careful. Mm-hmm. We can't leave our windows open at night. I use the sinus rinse every night. I'm very careful being around animals. I'm careful around all of my allergy triggers, but I used to would have never even been able to be around them without being medicated a lot, or I would be miserable. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, I was thinking though, you say you're more impressed with not being on the allergy medication. I'm more impressed with you not being on the 5-HGP because the whole reason you'd be on the 5-HGP was so that you could sleep.
0: Well, and it was just helping me to be a lot less anxious because Mm -hmm. we found I had really bad postpartum depression with all of my pregnancies, but especially with Silas. And we discovered that 5-HTB really helped me to be a lot more calm, but I was still very anxious, Mm -hmm. but I was so much better than when I wasn't on it. And so, so many different effects, and I don't think this is all coffee related, but I think that... There is some connection there. And I definitely know that sleep was a huge one and my anxiety was a huge one. And I think both of those do affect your health a lot. Someone asked me recently if I still miss it or crave it. And the interesting thing to me is since I've been pregnant, I actually have craved coffee a lot.
1: You've craved it?
0: I've craved it. I don't know that I would actually want to drink it though, but when I smell it. You smell
1: it, you really like it.
0: Yes, that smell. And so maybe I'm just craving that smell. I don't know, but I haven't. I haven't.
1: That's fine. I'll just drink it more often and <laughs> just sit have right it around.
0: Next to me. And I'll just want to sit mm-hmm. right next to you. And then a lot of people are always asking, why don't you just drink decaf? Because uh,
1: there's no caffeine in it. One. It's colored water. It's decaf.
0: Fake. <laughs> I just do not like the taste of decaf at all. Like that is not coffee to me. And I kind of had become a coffee snob. And so decaf is just, no, it's not coffee. But then also, if you study the process, there are some decaf coffees that you can purchase that are done through a more healthy process. But in most cases, there's still trace amounts of caffeine. And I just don't feel like that because it's such a small amount of caffeine affects me, I just want to be really careful. Plus, yeah. I just don't like it. So why am I going to drink it if I, I don't I like read
1: it? The, the usual cup of coffee has about 90 grams or 90 milligrams of caffeine
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a uh, decaf cup of coffee has about five. Yes. So it still has some caffeine in it.
0: And I can have, like I can still have chocolate. Thank you, Jesus. But although in my pregnancy, I don't even want chocolate and it gives me heartburn. So there's Mm -hmm. no point. But I notice that if I have a lot of chocolate, it affects me. And so that's one thing. And then tea, I mostly drink decaf or herbal teas or fruit infusions. But... I can occasionally have a non like a caffeinated tea, but I have to be really careful and I can only drink a little bit and it has to be one that doesn't have a really strong like there's some teas that have a lot of caffeine and they're very potent and some mm-hmm. that don't have as much. So, I can't do green tea, I can't do anything that's like a really strong, but if it has like a mild caffeine, I I'm can better
1: like a white tea.
0: I can occasionally do it. I I think I've had a white tea and I think that that was too strong too, although it's not supposed to be as strong. Mm -hmm. So, but if they have just mild caffeine and so then, you know, I know that a lot of people are saying, well, what do you do for a pick-me-up if you're not drinking coffee? And I'll tell you getting more sleep has allowed me to not need the pick-me-up that coffee was Mm -hmm. to me. But there are still afternoons or certain, you know, mornings when I'm kind of dragging and I found that, you know, if it's a morning getting on the treadmill and starting, you know, walking and drinking water. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: A lot of times when we wake up in the morning, our systems are dehydrated. And if we drink water, that's going to help us feel kind of energized for the day, getting a little bit of exercise. And sometimes when we're feeling tired and sluggish, it's because we're hungry or we're thirsty. And so drinking water when you're feeling uh, sluggish and then maybe eating something that's good protein Um, you know, grabbing a handful of nuts or eating a hard-boiled egg or something like that, that can also help, I found, um, for me, going outside um, or drinking a cup of herbal tea or decaf tea can also be helpful for me if you just want something warm.
1: Another thing, too, you were saying about drinking water right when you wake up, if you just jump and get a cup of coffee right after you wake up, you got to be careful because if you're already dehydrated, coffee is going to dehydrate you more because it is technically a, a diuretic. And it might be a very good idea to make sure you have, say, 20 ounces of water before you have your cup of coffee.
0: I definitely would agree with that. And starting your day with water, it's amazing how much of a difference that can make. And I have found certain replacements for coffee that I actually really enjoy. You know, I talked about tea. Um, sometimes just making tea really strong. I'll put a link in the show notes to some of my favorite teas, but then also this last year dandy blend, which is um, roasted dandelion root is actually a really great replacement for coffee, but I don't drink it straight. Straight. It's it's pretty strong. Actually is very strong and it actually kind of makes me feel a little bit jittery, even though it doesn't have any caffeine in it. I'm not sure how that works, but I mix it with the morning motivator. I know I've talked about this on another episode, but I'll mix a spoon of that and a spoonful of morning motivator with hot water. And then I put half and half in it. And that's kind of sort of like a latte. Now, if you're used to drinking an actual latte, it is not going to taste like a latte. But if you haven't drank coffee or a regular latte for three years, your taste buds change and it actually tastes really good to you, or at least to me. So we'll put links to that in the show notes. I've also tried Ticino, and that's kind of a coffee substitute. It's a different blend of kind of some roasted, I think, herbs and nuts and things like that. Some of them are pretty decent. Some of them have some artificial flavoring in it, so you have to be careful of that. But there are some that are non, like they're just all natural. And they're pretty decent. I would say that the dandy blend and morning motivator is a lot better, though. So I'd love to hear from you. If you don't drink coffee or you've come up with a really great coffee substitute, let me know. And if you have other questions related to stopping drinking coffee, send me an email, ask your questions. I'm happy to do my best to try to answer them. And whether you drink coffee or not, hopefully you have gleaned something to make you just think a little bit more about the choices you're making and making sure that what you're doing is serving your body well. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer in a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different. We love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.